This is Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 29, Miracles in Belize. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash Belize. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, CSB. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. So today we are talking about the trip that I went on to Belize. It was a mission trip. And I realized that before I left, I didn't really say anything about it at all. I didn't talk about it. I didn't bring it up. I just kind of kept going with the podcast as scheduled up until I had to make the announcement that there would be a couple of weeks with no episode, primarily due to the fact that I was leaving I'm not even sure that I said why I was leaving. I think I just said I would be out of the country. And I don't really know why I didn't talk about it. Possibly because I didn't know what to say. Some of it was probably because I had never been on a mission trip before. I wasn't 100% sure what to expect. So I think there was a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of haziness in my mind about what to speak on and what to say. So I think I just kind of skipped the topic. But now that I'm back and I have experienced it, I want to share those experiences with you guys. So before I actually talk about like the miracles that I saw happen, because that's why this episode is entitled Miracles in Belize, um, I wanted to talk about the mission trip itself and a couple of things that I noticed as I was preparing to go on the mission trip. So first I want to talk about like what we went to do and how it was structured. So um, there was a church in Belize that I guess the pastor came to a church that is nearby where I go to church and he formed some sort of bond with the people here in South Florida and they decided to accommodate a request he made so they there was talking he expressed a need for you know medical care and medical supplies in their village and so because they have a group at that particular church that does mission trips often and they have a strong health ministry where they have nurses and doctors who are willing to do this type of thing they decided to put together a trip to accommodate his request. The person who put together the trip is the mother of one of my friends in the young adult group that I'm a part of. So she spread the word into our group and that is how I became attached to the trip. I know you're wondering, you're not a medical person. What are you going to do on a medical mission trip? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, So basically, 
we went down to meet this church um and it was basically a partnership with that church and while we were there we went to their community center and they provided a medical clinic during the day for the residents of the community whether they were a member of that church or not so during the same time as this medical clinic the church had vacation bible school also at the same location and they invited the entire community to come to the vacation bible school so there were kids at the vacation bible school who were members of that church and whose parents went to that church but also as people brought themselves to get checked out and to do this medical clinic they would also drop their kids off and allow their kids to participate in vacation bible school that is where i was in this whole process i was helping with vacation bible school and so that was basically the gist of what the trip was we also made a trip to an orphanage that was there and um you know we collected all kinds of things for the community to give away um, we collected special things for the orphanage to give to those kids and then we collected food uh, toiletries clothes shoes toys school supplies things like that for the community that were given out um, to the community and then in conjunction with that the church that was down there hosted a series of sermons each night that the church members as well as the community could come to attend and of course we attended those as well the reason I wanted to talk about what it looked like and the structure of it is because as I was getting ready to go to the trip um, somebody mentioned that well they basically had a very negative idea of what it meant to go on a mission trip when I said I was going on a mission trip the first thing out of their mouth was oh you're one of those people and I don't really know what they meant by those people but the way they said it didn't really sound like it was a good thing whatever they thought of those people um, and then that conversation delved into um, kind of more of a discussion concerning colonialism and how religion spreads and if you look at the history of our world um, a lot of religion has spread through violence and through white supremacy a lot of places the reason those are christian nations is because the people who were local there were looked down upon for whatever religion they practiced before they were called savages and things like that and that's not just in christianity islam spread through violence through the middle east plenty of religions have spread from conquering other nations <coughs> excuse me and so <clears throat> there is a there is a connotation with the word mission trip or with that concept that i understand why he was a little i guess put off or taken aback at what he thought may or may not be happening in fact just last year I think it was last year, the end of last year, there was a missionary who decided to go to a forbidden island somewhere in India. And um, he decided he wanted to go preach the gospel to these people who do not allow outsiders onto their island. And he ended up dead. 
Now, <laughs> there is a tremendous difference in what he did and what we did. What he did was go somewhere where he was not welcome, where he was not invited, and where his very presence was a threat to the people there. The people on this island have no contact with the outside world. They do not live in, quote unquote, the modern society. And so they are also susceptible to diseases that we have, that we have had immunity to, that they do not. So him being there would have put them at risk. And I think they were in all, I'm not saying they should have killed him, but I think that they were right to feel the way that they felt. And I think that he was wrong to try to go to this place where he wasn't supposed to be anyway. There is definitely a verse in Matthew. I think it's in Matthew. I will definitely link the verse in the show notes as well as a reference to this guy doing this. Um, but there is a verse where it talks about how if you go out to spread the gospel, if the people don't receive you, don't stay. It says to go. Like Your job is to just say what you know. And if people want to hear it, they will welcome you and then you can tell them. And if they don't want to hear it, then move on to the next person. And so I'm a firm believer that you should not be you know, stuffing something down somebody's throat. The major difference here is, like I said, we were partnering with a church that was already there and everything that was spreading the word of God was optional. It was, we're coming to help you because that is what God has called us to do. Christ has told us that we are to help the poor, we're to help the needy, we're to help the fatherless. So if there is something that I have that I can give you that will be of assistance to you, then I'm going to give it to you, whether you are a believer, whether you're not a believer, because that's what I've been called to do. Now, if from that I can share my faith with you, then I will take the opportunity, but I'm not going to force it down your throat. And that's basically how the mission trip went. So with all of that being said, I wanted to talk about some of the miracles that happened while I was there because God showed up and showed out. Um, it started from the time we got there until the time we left. So I want to start out with what happened the first night of the clinic because I think that kicked off the tone of the trip and it really showed how God was working in the trip. So we had the first day of the clinic and we got back to where we were staying and i think there were three or four people who felt sick and all of these people were medical people they were all like the nurses that were supposed to be helping and and running the clinic and so you know people were kind of worried they were like wait a minute like this is not supposed to be happening and so one of the older people on the trip was like, we need to pray because this is not how this trip is supposed to be going. So we sat down and we prayed that there would be healing for them and that they would not be sick. Now, the last thing I had heard was that it was thought that they had the flu. Y'all, that's serious. This is not like, oh, you have the flu. You're going to be up and walking and fine the next minute. Like this, the flu will sit you on your butt for a little bit. So I did not necessarily expect for everything to go back to normal the next day. 
And I can't say how these people were feeling internally because I'm not them. But what I noticed was that after we prayed for them, the next day, everything seemed to return to normal. By the time that we were going on our fun trips at the end of the week, they seemed to be fine. They were trying to get people to go to the pool, things like that. Like They seemed to be absolutely 100% fine the rest of the week. And so I fully believe that they had whatever they had and that God came in and healed them for the explicit purpose of continuing whatever mission it was that he sent us down there to do in that clinic. And I think that that was an epic way to start off the week for him to show that he was with us. But he didn't show it in just that way. That same night, there was a torrential downpour. Y'all, the rain there is out of this world. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen it rain like that outside of during a hurricane. But it rained like a hurricane every day. So the first night that we were there and we were supposed to be getting ready to go to the sermon series, it just poured. And so half of us were at the meeting location where they served us food and where the bus would come to pick us up. The other half were still in their rooms and unable to get there because they had to walk, basically hike in the rain to get there. So we weren't sure what was gonna happen. We were all sitting there like, are we still going? Are they gonna make it here? Like what's about to happen? We didn't know if the bus was gonna show up. We were just sitting there confused. So the bus shows up as the rain started to kind of like slacken a little. And we were in there, you know, some people were praying that the rain would stop. Um, I was just eating, I'm not gonna lie. I was completely focused in on my food. I had kind of forgotten about the rain for a minute, but the bus showed up as the rain was starting to slack off. And so um, the guy from the church that was driving the bus for us came in and he was sitting in with us and we were still waiting for people to show up. So people started kind of trickling in as the rain got a little softer and eventually the rain finally stopped and everybody made it to the, the common location. So we were like, okay, we're gonna get on the bus and we're gonna go. All right, we load the bus, we do a head count, we make sure everybody's there. The guy turns the key and tries to crank the bus and the bus does not crank. So he tries it again and it still doesn't crank. So he and um, his son, they're you know looking at the bus and they're walking around it and trying to figure out what's wrong. They turn on the lights and you know verify that the battery is good and all of this stuff and the bus still won't crank. And so someone stood up and was like, let's pray because this is not how this mission trip is supposed to be kicking off. This is not how this is supposed to be happening. Mind you, we've just prayed for God to heal these sick people. Now we're like not able to go to um, the preaching and you know, it, it's disheartening. You're like, here we are trying to do something for God and it seems like we're just running into walls. So we said a prayer for the bus to crank so that we could go. And literally as we were saying amen, there was this flash of lightning and so right after the flash of lightning the guy cranks up the bus and he's like let's try it again so he you know we prayed there was lightning he goes to try to crank the bus 
And of course, it cranks up right then and there. And as soon as he cranks it, there is a clap of thunder. And it was beautiful because in the Old Testament in particular, the Israelites always describe the presence of God as like fire or like lightning. And it talks about how his voice was like thunder. And so it really felt like, you know, this was God saying like, yes, I hear your prayer. Yes, I'm going to send you there. Here you go. Go in peace and do my will. And it was an epic way to start off the week and to start the mission trip. To just know that he is providing for us and he is going to stop the devil from messing with us while we're there. Like, we're here on his authority. And so that was a beautiful way to start off the week. We saw two miracles in one day. Just, you know phenomenal way to start off the week so the week keeps going and um you know everything was going well um the third miracle that i want to talk about is more of a personal miracle um i personally am not the biggest child person like i don't really do well working with children particularly like little little kids um they scare me a little bit i'm just like i don't really know what to do with them but i ended up working with vbs like i said i did not know i was going to be working with vbs and so that was kind of a surprise when i got there and when i found out that that's what i was going to be doing i was nervous i was like i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if this is going to be good or bad this might be a long week i i don't know what to do but those kids were amazing. Um, I, from the first day, I was just like, oh, I love these kids. Like, I could totally work with these kids every day. And I even missed them. We took one day where we went and did kind of our own thing. And I missed seeing the kids that day. And so I was actually really, really sad to see, you know, to leave them behind. And I was just really amazed at how much it changed my perception of my interactions with children. Um, you know, I feel like it made me more ready to have children. Like up until that point, I was like, yeah, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but seeing those kids, I was like, you know, I could have a kid like this. Like I could deal with that. That would be completely fine. And so I felt like that was definitely kind of like a message that God had specifically for me being there of showing me like that it didn't have to look like what I thought it would look like. So that was one thing that happened. Um, and then miracle number four. So um, where do I want to go next? There's so many to choose from. Okay, let's keep talking about kids for a second. So we provided things for kids in an orphanage a lot of families adopted kids from the orphanage and put together care packages for those specific kids and then sent them over these things were labeled and stuffed into a barrel that was shipped to the country ahead of time so when we got there what was supposed to happen is we we're just supposed to pull these things out put them in a nice bag and give them to the kids at the orphanage when we visited the orphanage but what actually happened is that some of those things went missing. 
how they went missing, where they went missing to, that's all speculation. So there's no need in really trying to hash that out. But basically, at some point between us dropping it off here in the U.S. and us receiving it over there, things went missing. So now we had children that people had bought things for, but the things weren't there. But we needed to get something to give to them. So we had to take the other materials that were donated and try to create bags and gifts for those kids. And luckily... We were able to do a fairly good job of that. Um, the lady who was over that effort did a phenomenal job at sorting through all of the confusion and getting things together. Pretty sure she was stressed out to the max, but she did an amazing job of making sure that every child got something. And so when we got to the orphanage, you know, we thought we had solved the problem. But once we got there, we found out that some of the kids that we had gotten things for had been either placed in a new home or had been returned to their parents or whatever and they were no longer there but there were new kids that we didn't know anything about that had come in so we still had this issue of there being kids that we didn't have anything for and because it was stuff like clothes and shoes then these kids didn't necessarily match exactly the kids that had left the numbers didn't necessarily line up. So there was a lot of, you know, um, reorganizing and restructuring, trying to get things for the new kids. And we ended up having to take another day to go back and sort through all of the things that had been donated to get them something. But in the end, every child still got something. And I thought it was beautiful that God worked it out and that you know, these people put in the effort to make sure that every child would get something because I know it was not an easy task. And so it was just like a beautiful thing to see God working in that because, I mean, what are the odds that we can still find things for these extra children when we did not plan for that and we didn't prepare for that? So it was absolutely beautiful that that worked out the way it worked out. So more miracles um i mentioned in the beginning about this monsoon rain right and that we had to brave that rain to go to the the sermon the first night but it rained like that on multiple nights and the first night you know there wasn't a huge crowd but each night the crowd seemed to get a little bigger and one night it was pouring down it was a torrential downpour and there were still so many people it was standing room only and i should point out that we were outside for this whole thing like this was not inside the church building this was outside under a tent and people were still showing up in droves to hear the preacher preach and so i think that that is amazing and it's beautiful to see people wanting to hear about God um, so strongly that they would come out in the rain. Um, and, you know, I think that is somewhat of a credit to the pastor that preached as well. He did a phenomenal job. I totally wish he would come to the States um, and, you know, have a church here. I would definitely go. Um, 
you would be surprised. He definitely proved that you do not have to be old to be wise. He was only 20 years old, and he did a phenomenal job the entire week. So that was also a blessing and also what I would consider a miracle because I know good and well that those people had to walk to get there, and I don't know how far they had to walk, but like I said... Most of us in America don't even want to get in our cars and drive in the rain. Walking somewhere in the rain, that's some dedication. That is definitely the Holy Spirit moving you to come and hear the word of God. So that was beautiful. And the final miracle that I want to mention was another miracle that was very personal to me. So... When I got ready to pack for the trip, I realized that my period was supposed to come on near the end of the trip, about two or three days before we left. And I was not feeling that at all um, because I typically have very, very heavy periods. I typically have very, very hard periods and I typically have a lot of pain associated with my periods. you know, growing up, I used to always have to miss school. I have fainted. I have thrown up. I have lost my peripheral vision. All kinds of things happen to me while I'm on my period, none of which are good and all of which are exacerbated by stress, overworking myself, heavy lifting, and heat, which, of course all kind of applied to this concept of being outside somewhere near the equator in a rainforest um you know doing missionary work i was like these these are not optimal conditions for me for this time of the month and so i was really worried about what was going to happen when it showed up on top of that the day before it was supposed to start we were having um, our free day and we were gonna go cave tubing and zip lining. And I knew that if it came early, that that was gonna be a problem, that I wasn't going to be able to enjoy these activities. And I was really worried about it. So pretty much the whole first half of the trip, I was talking to God like, look, I know that this gotta happen, but I need this to not happen the way it normally happens. I need some some miracles here. And as life would have it, my period actually came on three days early. And so it came on right before we were supposed to go cave tubing and zip lining. If you've seen my Instagram, you already know the end of this story because clearly I went cave tubing and zip lining. But what happened is that day that it came on, I was basically asking God to pause it. I've never heard of this. I I don't know where this idea came up into my head, but I was like, he's God. He can do whatever he wants to. So I was like, I need you to hit this pause button and I need this period to stop because Belize is... I think the only country in the world where you can go cave tubing. I mean, I think you can go zip lining anywhere, but I really wanted to see the scenery and I wanted to be able to enjoy this part of the trip as well. 
And I was just like, I really need you to like pause this and this to not be a thing right now. And we can resume it afterwards, but I also need it to not be heavy and harsh like it normally is because I'm not gonna have the same ability that I have at home. I can't just go curl up in my bed and stay in my bed all day and pretend like the world doesn't exist. So I went to bed that night saying this prayer and when I woke up, my period had stopped. Like it, like God literally paused my period just like I asked him to. And it was gone for that whole day that we did zip lining and cave tubing. And it came back that night right before the final day of the clinic. And I made it through the clinic. I was a little not myself for the final day, but I wasn't in as much pain as I usually am. So I made it through that day and then that Saturday, you know, I was a little worried because um, it was a long day as well, but I made it through that day with minimal pain, minimal cramping, and um, you know, I got back home and it was fine. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, God really, like it showed that he cared that I wanted to do that. Like, okay, you know, I didn't have to go zip lining. It wasn't the end of the world. That's not what I went down there for. I went down there to help people. But it shows that he cares about the smallest things that we care about as well. And I was really glad that he helped me through that because I really didn't want to have to be one of the people that the nurses had to come treat because that's not what we were there for. And so I was just really thankful. Um, to be able to experience this because like I said there were so many miracles that happened throughout the trip and that's just the thing that I know about that's just the things that I got to see from our side I don't really necessarily know how we affected the people there a lot of them were very thankful and they expressed their thanks but I don't know how many lives were you know completely transformed by our presence and I just think that it was a blessing to be able to see that and to be able to see God moving in such a way. And, you know, I could probably do even more episodes on the trip about what I saw and, you know, things like that. But I think this was the heart and the core of what I took away from it. Seeing God work his magic or his miracles in everything that he calls us to do and so if you've never been on a mission trip i highly encourage you to do one um and you know i think it's a life-changing event that you should experience thank you guys for tuning in the show notes for this episode will be on the website www.psalmstogod.com slash belize and i will see you guys next time